Welcome to this shifting moment. For the next little while, we want to focus on the readings and responses. These readings come from Richard's vast library of thought leaders, teachers, and spiritual guides. And after the reading, we offer up a response. A response that's designed to garner a response in your own heart. It's designed to help you wake up, help you through your afternoon, or help you wind down at the end of the day. Welcome to this shifting moment. We hope it helps. Roger Housden, Humility. True humility can be a gateway to seeing ourselves in proportion as one among many, softening our boundaries and can make us susceptible to deeper knowing. Most of us try to feel superior at times by comparing ourselves with someone who, either in character, profession, or knowledge, we judge to be less than us. Comparison is one of the ways that the ego solidifies itself, either by making us feel special or small, which are two sides of the same coin. Thomas Jefferson captured this in one succinct sentence. Remember that no one is better than you, but that you are better than no one. Of course, any healthy ego enjoys being valued, praised, given unsolicited special treatment, looked up to in some way. We don't have to be narcissists to enjoy feeling special. The trouble comes when we identify with, these, with the praise and with our eminent position or knowledge, when we begin to believe that the shiny image is who we are and that we deserve special regard or treatment because of it. Then the warm feeling of being appreciated becomes grandiosity. There's something entirely beautiful and appropriate about polishing a talent for skill. There's something truly gratifying about doing anything well. Civilization owes a great debt to all those who have been willing to dedicate their lives to a talent or cause that has raised the bar of what it means to be human. Nelson Mandela, Rosa Parks, the Dalai Lama, Beethoven, Tolstoy, Emily Dickinson, etc. The list of exceptional individuals is endless. They were given a gift from the gods, and it would be easy, forgivable even, for it to go to their heads. But there are some who possess great skill without taking it personally. They have worked and given their lives to a talent or a cause, but they know that the creative or spiritual power for which they have served as a conduit is not theirs to claim. Many of these individuals know what most of us do not, that the more you know, the more you realize how little you know. The more you give yourself to a discipline, the more you realize how little of the road you have traveled. In 1913, just six years before the end of his long life, Pierre-Auguste 
Auguste Renoir, the great French Impressionist painter, said, I am just learning to paint. You can't try to experience humility because humility is an authentic quality of being that cannot be imitated by the ego. You can't try to live as if you are no more or, or less than anyone else. Most of us have to be humbled, brought to our knees by the trials of life. The struggles call us to surrender our positions, our ideas of who we are and how life was meant to be. Humility emerges when life returns us to our proportionate place in the scheme of things, when we are willing and able to witness ourselves without blame or judgment as we really are, warts and all, or because by grace we are grounded in a dimension of our humanity that is already below the surface of our story. It's not easy to know humility as long as we believe our own story. If we are only our story, our image, we need to feel special in order to feel substantial. Because deep down, we know we have no ground. Something in us knows that the identity we create to move through the world is always and only provisional. Not just because we die, but also because we can intuit that it has no solid foundation throughout our lifetime. For all of its valuable executive powers, the ego identity is only more or less useful in helping us make our way in the world. Of course, it has value. We all need a story to live in this world. We all need to be someone to fill out a job application. But if we are lucky, the time will come when life will turn us upside down and all of our precious coins will fall out of our pockets. If you practice Zen, the same might happen if you sit in front of a white wall for a day or 10, or 10 years, when your whole house of cards suddenly falls to the ground and you recognize the shimmering silence that you are and always were. Or you look in the mirror one day while you're brushing your teeth and suddenly uh, your, you work through your joy and sorrow to the one who is looking. The stillness in the midst of the big wind of your life. In the hero's journey, the time must come when the hero encounters so great a pressure inside or out that something has to give. He or she is the one who has to give give up the very notion of being a hero on a journey and fall face down onto the earth. There is never any guarantee of a happy ending. And because this is so, a door might swing open that we never even knew was there. I think humility is the most difficult process that we all have to go through. It's sort of not optional in life. And it's difficult because we all have this desire to have already made it, to have all the answers, because it's too painful to admit that we're still working on our flaws and the stuff that might be just blatantly wrong with us. But humility is the journey we must all step into. 
because the journey changes us for the better. The long road of humility replaces who we believe ourselves to be with the true self, the person we were supposed to be all along. It's a transformation. And it's not an ugly low one. Humility actually comes from a French word that means sweetness. Sweetness. It's not this embarrassing or scathing view of yourself. It's the sweetness. Humility is actually the realization that life is kind and generous, and we're always able to learn more from it. None of us have arrived as perfect humans. That's not what it means to be human. To be human is to live flawed and beautifully the best we can, and humility is honestly the vehicle that brings us into a more true version of that humanity. I love, love, love what the artist said in this reading. That six years before his long life had ended, he said, I'm, I'm just learning to paint. I'm just learning to paint. I can't think of or point to a more humble response and a more sweet invitation to humility for all of us than that statement. So I invite us today, when life hands us a humbling moment, or when a year hands us a humbling year, that we accept that invitation. That we could use this artist's words from the reading as a prayer or a word of encouragement or just something to pump us up inside. For instance, my job isn't where I want it to be. The response, okay, I'm just learning to paint. Or I'm still searching for love. Response, I'm just learning to paint. I'm hurting more than I've ever hurt before. Okay, you're just learning to paint. And it works on the opposite side as well to keep us in that humble place. If you've got everything you've ever wanted, I'm just learning to paint. Finally found that place where I feel belonging. I'm just learning to paint. Humility is understanding that there's always more room on the canvas that is your life. That there's always more room to grow, learn, and appreciate. And that being human is the hardest thing that any of us will ever do. And through humility, we bring the sweetest parts of our life into our hearts. We're just learning to paint. <laughs>